It's time for Did You Watch It? How does this show work? We watch what we like, we talk about what we watch, and maybe you'll like what you hear. I'm Liz. And I'm Neil. Last night, we watched episode four of The Amazing Race, season 25. The show aired on Friday, October 17, 2014. Here's what we thought about it. The eight remaining teams travel to Copenhagen, Denmark, to wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. And now that you sang that song to me last week... It's all you can think of. That's all I can think of, and when they say Copenhagen, I think Copenhagen. There you go. I can, it flows. It's musical. I think I was eight or nine years old when I first saw that Danny Kaye movie, and that's how much it stayed with me. I have never seen that movie, but I'm telling you, it's been in my head. Oh, yeah. It, okay. It's a very good movie. The teams had to take a 13-hour ferry. That's not a ferry. That's a cruise. That is no joke. I can't imagine being on a ferry for 13 hours. Ooh. I'd want to throw myself overboard. Had to take it back to Aberdeen, and then they had to catch a flight to Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Good gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So the Tooth Fairies had an hour lead coming into St. Ninian's Isle, but because the ferry didn't leave for seven hours, everybody was going to get bunched up again. During that time while they were waiting for the ferry, they got on the internet, did some research, they booked a flight into Copenhagen that would arrive at four in the afternoon the next day. Yes. The other seven teams decided to wait until they got to Aberdeen before they dealt with the ticket situation. Yes. The cyclists, the wrestlers, and the sweethearts went to the airport, while the four remaining teams went to the travel agency. <laughs> but the travel agency didn't open till nine. That travel agent was grumpy, by the way, when they were introducing themselves when they opened the door. Hello, it's nine in the morning. It's nine in the morning, but you have customers. Look, I have a standing rule that nobody talks to me before 10 o'clock. I have to tell you... I am very similar. I am not responsible for my actions before 10 o'clock. My brain doesn't start functioning until at least that time. So if you start asking me crap at 9.30, it takes your chances. Exactly. So once they got into Copenhagen, they had to drive to Malmo, Sweden in a brand new Ford C-Max hybrid. Yes. I did a little research. Of course you did. Of course I did, because I was very curious. Were you intrigued? I was intrigued by this challenge. Okay. The distance between Copenhagen and Malmo, according to Google, is just under the length of a full marathon, 26.1 miles. Okay. The challenge was the teams should use no more than a tenth of a gallon of gas getting from Copenhagen to Malmo. Yeah. If they used more than that, there was going to be a little challenge waiting for them once they arrive. Yes. That kind of astounds the mind, doesn't it? To think that you can go that far on a tenth of a gallon of gas. Exactly. If everybody did that here, can you imagine? So Kim and Allie, because they're the cyclists and they're all about the sustainability and the energy consciousness. Totally environmentally friendly. Absolutely. Yes. They used one hundredth <laughs> of a gallon of gas. I couldn't believe that. 
Misty and Jim used 15 hundredths of a gallon, so they had to answer a geography question. Yes. They had to name the capitals of the Scandinavian countries. Now, geography used to be my thing. It used to be your thing? It's still your thing. I knew the answers. Of course. Oslo, Stockholm, Copenhagen. I'm there. <laughs> Note to Robbie, Denmark, Sweden, different countries. Okay, when he said that and she, I forget what her response was, but she was kind of like, oh Lord. Even I knew that. See, I'm just saying. And I'm not a geography buff. Brooke and Robbie didn't do the right thing as far as the driving, whereas Keith and Whitney actually stayed under the tent. So Keith and Whitney arrived fourth, but got to leave third. Yeah, so they raised their placement. Props to Tim for knowing his geography because he was able to answer it without even asking anybody for his cell phone or anything like I'm that. I'm telling you, I was so impressed by that because they were really the only ones. I know, but you got to remember, Tim's a flight attendant. I know. Well, still, I just thought it was cool. If it were me, I would have handicapped him by making him also identify the airport codes. But this is the team who also fell in the river just holding the flag. So I kind of want to give them some encouragement, right? This is true. <laughs> By the way, Oslo, OSL, Copenhagen, CPH, Stockholm, ARN. <laughs> Why? Because the actual name of the airport in Stockholm is the Stockholm Arlanda Airport. How do you know this? I research. Okay. Shelly and Nisi last because they were just hurting, but they drove under the tent. Yes, so they did. Props to Shelly and Nisi. The detour was a mess and a half. This whole thing was a mess. The options were parking space or wedding cake. In parking space, teams had to repurpose a parklet or what we would call a parking space. Yes. They had to choose between a garden setting or a living room setting. Then they had to decorate the parklet as shown in the pictures that they were provided in less than 30 minutes. If they ran out of time, they literally had to move to a new parklet and try it again. Yeah, this was no joke. In wedding cake, teams had to finish construction of a traditional Danish wedding cake and then transport the cake by a bicycle that they call the Bullet to a restaurant. The maitre d' would sign off on the delivery and then they would have to return to the bakery with the sign slip in order to get their clue. And this would seem simple just from looking at it, but just all of the things that they had to make sure were accurate and make sure that it stayed together and the transporting of the cake and the balancing of the bike and all of that stuff, crazy. Props to Kim, because without her, I wouldn't have even known that there was such a thing called the Cycle Messenger World Championships. <laughs> So, of course, I had to do a little additional research. You did. And are you going this year? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. The CMWC, as it's affectionately called, started in 1993 in Berlin. And they have it in a different country every year? A different country every year. Next year's competition is going to be in Melbourne. Wow. They already had this year's competition on June 1st in Mexico City. Wow. The event has been held in the United States five times. Wow. So thank you, Kim, for providing me with that little trivia side trip. I mean, I was thinking the whole time, if they can't do this particular challenge, who could, 
right? Because this is what exactly. they do. But that bike was like nothing I've ever seen. It had the little flat part in the front. I mean, they handled it perfectly. Really well. Extra props to Kim and Allie for grabbing the pastry bag right before they left the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome in just the way they finagled baked goods through this whole episode. Uh, yeah. Yet my mouth was kind of watering. Of course, Kim and Allie came out of the detour first. Yes. Note to Misty. In the spirit of giving credit where credit is due, thanks to you, I'm going to start calling Amy and Maya the Candy Girls. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> Best name ever. I loved it. The Candy Girls, yes. Yeah, Adam and Bethany and Keith and Whitney were having big trouble with the cake. So they decided midstream to switch over to parking space. I'm glad they did because they did really well at it. Yeah. So out of the detour, the cyclists finished first. Amy and Maya, the food scientists, finished second and they did parking space. And the wrestlers actually finished third with wedding cake. You know how I feel about this particular team. Go for it. Jim and Misty. I hear it coming. You know, of course he has to say how great they are and that there's no way any other team should pass us. And I wanted to kind of do the drum roll at that point because it's like, Jim, your ego is about to be knocked down a few pegs. They just couldn't do it. And so they decided to switch. Yes. And he says when they're doing the, the cake, this is way freaking easy, right? Yes, this is way freaking easy. My first thought was, hasn't he learned anything about this thus far? But obviously not. There you go. Overconfidence will totally be your downfall, right? Anytime Absolutely. you start to show a little bit of just, I'm so mm -hmm. great, I've totally got this, you're going to fall flat on your face. Yes. And that's what he did. Yeah. It was so funny watching them finally get the bike under control and they're pedaling off to the restaurant and then the camera's focusing on the lone Danish flag laying <laughs> in the street. God. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Like I said before, I have seen people with that level of confidence going in. We're now going to see Misty and Jim have to deal with some adversity. All I wanted to see was Jim show just a little bit of humility. That's all I want. And okay. I feel like he sort of did in this episode. It took him a while. <laughs> it took him the entire episode. He did get there. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to see that he had it in him. I had faith that he did. So the problem, Misty and Jim ran into it first. Adam and Bethany and Tim and TJ also ran into it, but they were able to figure it out. Yeah. The flower pot in the parking space had a flower on both sides, but one side had seven petals, the other side had eight. And those who were all overconfident, attention to detail, that's our thing. We're perfect at that. Couldn't see it. They weren't the only ones that exuded a little bit of overconfidence when it came to certain tasks that they felt that they were overqualified to complete. Yes. You know, Shelly and Nisi with uh, changing of the guard, you know, because of their military background. They're not as obnoxious as Jim. Well, the jury's still out on that. Misty and Jim's cake got rejected because of the flag, and so they had to go back to the bakery, resolve that. They actually came in seventh, and Shelly and Nisi, uh, due to the fact that they were pretty much the last ones to arrive in Copenhagen, yeah. they got last. 
So the roadblock for this leg was at the Ida Davidson restaurant, which is a very famous sandwich place in Denmark. Which when we go, we'll have to go there. We will have to go. The team member had to take a sandwich order. It was four sandwiches. They had to go then to the list of ingredients for the various sandwiches, memorize those ingredients, and then recite the ingredients to the owner. This was really hard. It's not only a memory game, but just learning to not think that those ingredients would be weird together. Yes. You know what I mean? And put it all together and be able to say it. Ugh, yeah. Exactly. Kim and Allie were the first to get there, and she had some problems <laughs> trying to resolve it. But she worked through them. They ended up leaving first. Amy and Maya left second. And I appreciated her honesty, right, about being the worst waitress. She wasn't trying to Absolutely. say... That she had it all figured out. She's like, I'm going to be the worst you ever see. But I just love their reaction when they finally got it. No, the best one was Maya. Oh, when she fell out on the floor. When she fell out on the floor and just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Because that was painful to watch. I felt bad for her. I got to tell you, what was even more painful was watching Misty. Ugh. Poor Misty. And I'm going to say it. Poor Misty. Because she had to go nine times before, once again, read the damn clue. Yes. Before she realized that she had to recite the numbers of the sandwiches along with the ingredients. Yes. The pit stop for this leg of the race was at the VM houses. Apparently, these are sustainable housing in Copenhagen. Kim and Allie arrived first, and as the winners of this leg, they each get their own Ford C-Max hybrid. Which was perfect for them, because who would have appreciated it more, honestly? Absolutely. And i got to tell you, the MSRP in the United States, it's about a $25,000 car. Really? So, good on them. Brooke and Robbie, the wrestlers, came in second. Keith and Whitney came in third. Shelly. I got a note for Shelly. I've said it many times before on this show, and it hasn't applied more in any of those situations that it does in this case right here. You can be right or you can be happy. In the history of this show, there have been quite a few parent-child teams that have competed. In almost every situation, once the parent-child team gets past like leg three or four, they recognize and they realize that that whole parent-child dynamic, it don't work on this race. It does not. I don't know how anybody does it. Because the relationship has to evolve to one of equals. You guys are both pulling the same amount of weight. But it also has to be a point of compromise. Yeah. If you see that something is not working, don't be a spoiled brat about it and walk off and pitch a hissy fit. No, that's after the fact. The bullshit started when Shelly saw the pit stop and said nothing to Nisi as she was driving past. Yeah, that was dumb because it's a race. Exactly. She was as wrong as wrong can be. What that showed me was that Shelly was willing to sacrifice continuing this race just to prove a point. Yeah. Shoot, I guess there is an I in team. <laughs> and the I stands for idiot. <laughs> Adam and Bethany came in seventh. Misty and Jim came in last. It gave me a sense of satisfaction. Okay. I just wanted him to be knocked off of his high horse a little bit. Hey, you know, like I said, this is the first episode of adversity that we have seen Jim go through. And so far, he's come through just fine. He knew he had been beaten. He was gracious in his defeat. 
He wasn't finger pointing. He wasn't casting blame any place. He wasn't calling names. He just sucked it up and said, you know what? Yeah, I'm last. Well, I appreciate your point of view. <laughs> I may not agree with your point of view, but I can appreciate it. So next week, we go to Marrakesh. Yes. We get the return of the double U-turn, and Keith and Shelly get into something a little bit heated. Keith of Keith and Whitney and Shelly of Shelly and Nisi are arguing about something. And <laughs> Keith is saying, you better back up or else. And Shelly says, or else what? Okay. Yeah. That's our time for today. You can follow us on Twitter at did the letter U watch it. You can also find us at iTunes. Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening. Thank you.